Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adesia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. And we are now in... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, there were technical difficulties. (laughs) We've done this already once before. Leah took it, it's fine. (laughs) Uh, this month we are doing Sports Tumber, which is the month focused on sports and probably the only time other than like cheerleading that I will ever be excited for sports. And (laughs) that's fine. You know, we all have our things. Um, But we are starting off strong with Score, a hockey musical. It's a hockey musical (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if you ever thought you'd ever hear those words but like it exists like for real yeah and uh what is your history with this movie you you are my history with this movie (laughs) we sat in your living room and we watched this abysmal (laughs) thing um (laughs) I, it's not so bad. It's not that bad. I'm, I'm being like, but for the the first, it's a bit. <laughs> it misleads you into thinking like if you don't know that this is a satire going in, it misleads you into thinking that they were maybe taking this seriously, and then it's very horrifying. But but you know it's not serious, and everything's fine. It's good. It's good. Um, what's your history with this movie? Okay, so that history with this movie is that I was on IMDb looking for musicals. I don't really remember what the purpose for it was, because this was, like, before we decided to, like, start up again with the podcast. So, like, I was just doing this in my free time. (laughs) Um, And I saw Score, a hockey musical. I was like, that's interesting. Watched the trailer. I was like, this is stupid. And then, like, completely forgot about it for an extended period of time until I was watching Chits Creek. And the actor who plays the main character in this movie is Patrick in Chits Creek. And I was like, this guy looks familiar. But then again, didn't really, like, think too much about it. And then he sang Simply the Best in one episode. And I was like, oh, he's a singer. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then you know, figured out that he was from SCORE, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Again, forgot about it. Then (laughs) we covered uh, the movie that shall not be named from the cursed episode, (laughs) and the lead actress in that movie plays the love interest in this one, and yeah, and then I was just like, okay, okay, and at some point, I was just like, "Let's, let's just see what it's about, you know, let's just watch a little bit. And then we just watched the whole thing, but like for almost exactly half of it, we were like sitting there clenched with bated breath, like waiting for it to just end because it was like so like, I don't know. It was just, yeah, it it felt really, I felt really bad if it was incredibly sincere and mm-hmm. like earnest. And then a, like one of the songs happened and we both like went, oh, okay, <laughs> they know what they're doing. They they know what this is. Great, that is so much 
more enjoyable. So um, yeah, that happened. And <laughs> as a result, watching it this time around was a lot more fun <laughs> than it was initially all those years ago. I don't know when it was, but whenever it is, we watched it. But yeah, that's my history. So this film came out in 2010. So mm-hmm. it was before the film that shall not be named. Uh, but it also has uh, the late Olivia Newton-John in it. So it's nice to see her, an older version of her. That's not necessarily the Grease version that we're all very familiar with. Also, Nelly Furtado's there, just like mm-hmm. present uh, in the crowd <laughs> sometimes. She sings a song in the credits, but you know. Nelly Furtado! They basically was like, all of the Canadians that are available with any sort of celebrity, <laughs> please. There are other cameos uh, in there as well, which I, I literally only learned after I, I looked it up to do this because I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like some of these people are placed in these specific positions because this is their day job. And I was correct. So I felt that yeah. too. <laughs> there, are, there are a couple of scenes where I'm like, this must be somebody. Yeah. Like they have to just like, there, there is somebody that I'm unaware of because, like, I don't watch ice hockey. Yeah. But they're important. <laughs> and then I just never looked it up. But yeah, so I guess we'll just stop. So we open, like, if you had, like, any idea that this didn't take place in Canada, we open strong with, oh, Canada. Um, Canada. I yes. think it's it's sung by a children's choir and John McDermott, who is like an actual like he's he's an important important uh musical person. But yes, so John McDermott and the Canadian Children's Opera Company. But yeah, so we open on this like community ice rink. It's not even really a rink. It's just like a frozen bit of ice. It looks like it's probably a pond in the summer but they're just playing pickup games on the ice and then this strange man comes up and challenges our main character Farley because Farley's doing fancy footwork on the ice and like scoring really well so we have Daryl versus the kid which is basically our establishing song for how good Farley is but also Daryl's sentiment that he could have been in the NHL one day oh I would like to note like I I didn't say this earlier but like so the way that the songs work kind of for most of the movie is that they are almost perpetually living in like the sections of rent that are like not full songs but rather like conversation that does rhyme but melodically so it's like almost recitative but like not really because again there's melody to it so like something like the like the new year scene essentially (laughs) is how it it, is where it mostly lives as a result there's like a million songs in this movie which is like you know almost a million more than what tends to be in an hour and a half movie. And also the lyrics tend to be a little bit like clunky and like unnatural. (laughs) Like some words and sentences are very like, 
you really worked hard to get to get that sentiment to be a yeah, rhyme. Like didn't you're you? you're really proud of this particular rhyme and you built like a whole verse around it and I understand, but also <laughs> I wish you didn't. Exactly that. Okay, so the first song, the section that I like remembered and I was just like, oh okay, whatever, was I've seen I've seen the greats of skates from the great slave lakes to the great lake states. Which is like, I feel like that one was, that was their, their highlight of that song. Mm -hmm. And, you know, go off, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Following on from that scene, we get introduced to Eve, who is the love interest, but not love interest for Farley just yet. Eve is his best friend, his next door neighbor, so she's the girl next door. They've known mm -hmm. each other since they were two, I think he states in the song. So mm -hmm. they're, they're teenagers now, late teens. Eve is coming home from some kind of recital rehearsal uh, thing. Mm -hmm. She plays a cello. And yeah, they sang a song about being best friends through thick best and thin. Best friends through thick and thin. <laughs> the one section that I believe is in the trailer, Farley's like, uh, she knows all my secrets. There's nothing to hide. And she sings. He knows all my secrets, except one that I hide. And it's essentially, it's essentially just like, I like him or whatever, but I don't know. It's just that particular, those particular sentences following each other. Just, I was like, you do a lot of like lyrical gymnastics and you couldn't do that with this one. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, they end strong question marks when they're like, Eve's my best friend and it's chronic. And then she's like, Farley's my best friend. He thinks it's platonic. platonic. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you really, you wanted to use platonic. You had to fit, you had to fit it. Okay. I mean, they use, <laughs> they use ironic later for the reprise of that song, which technically is a, a different song <laughs> so yeah so we get introduced to the two of them they live right next door to each other and communicate via this like uh, hand tapping device <laughs> on their windows it's, it's that's pretty it's very cute <laughs> it's very cute then we get introduced to farley's parents who are um olivia newton john i mean hope gordon and mark gordon hope and Mark are these like how do how how would you describe Hope and Mark? Uh like they're like this I guess parody of like incredibly liberal parents who are like but like liberal in that they're also they have kind of hippie esque like ideology. Mm -hmm. but more like intellectualism or whatever you know what i mean yeah. so like they're into like humanities like and literature and things like that uh and often and like i mean throughout the movie like condemn sports which is like i feel you but also this is your son's favorite thing to do so like relax <laughs> um but yeah they're very like Peace and love, but also in suits and glasses and shit. <laughs> They're very, I think, 
Farley describes them as pacifist anarchists to mm. um, the next person that we will introduce. Yeah, he has lunch uh, with his parents um, and they're talking about... No, here's the thing. They're talking about going to... No, but they're talking about going to Chechnya, right? Mm-hmm. And this, his mom and dad start speaking like Russian at the dinner table. And then Farley like breaks out in Russian and his dad's mm-hmm. surprised. And I'm just like, aren't you homeschooling him? <laughs> when was he gonna yeah. secretly learn Russian? Is it, is, I, I also like... was confused by that for a second. I was like, wait, is he like a stepdad for like a moment? I was like, is he a stepdad just like missed a section of his life where he learned I... Russian? I feel like it's meant to convey that they don't know their son that well. Like, sure. this, so it's just like they missed him learning a whole language. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So Farley wants to go back out and play uh, some more uh, ice hockey on the rink, just get some more pickup games. And while he's at the pickup game, he meets well <laughs> Walt Acorn is taking his grandson to daycare and his grandson's throwing a tantrum on the ground and during this time he sees Farley's footwork and grace on the ice and he has like one squinty eye and so he I'm not saying that as like I mean like he squints one He's eye squinting. and has the other yeah. eye open <laughs> which is funny for later but <laughs> he immediately tries to recruit Farley. Farley, who's never played in any kind of organized team or league or anything, and Walt is just like, what do you, what do you mean? What are you, ta- what are you talking about? <laughs> so he goes to talk to Farley's parents to try and bring him into organized sports because he is the owner of The Blades, which... Mm-hmm are a hockey team so he goes he goes to talk to his parents but his parents are very much outright like we don't want farley in any organized sport whatsoever and also Mm -hmm. we're planning to go to chechnya Mm -hmm. so just like no it is not gonna happen and then (laughs) hope is like Oh, would you like to listen to another one of my folk songs before you leave? And we realize that he's been there for two and a half hours. And for approximately a one and a half of those hours, it was just the folk song about hugs. Um, hugs, hugs, hugs. Hugs are free. Oh, man. This poor oh, man. skipped. I skipped Frozen Toe at some point, which I think is probably between Farley and 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 his parents. Uh, yeah, which is which is them like saying that they don't want him to like go out and do sports. They but then also is it in this song? There's like a a dick joke where like they don't actually yes. say dick. <laughs> that is cool. the one. <laughs> That is that is specifically that. where frozen toes come from. It's like it's so cold outside. Um, it's colder than Venus, and you're gonna freeze your. And then he covers him out with his toe. Mm-hmm. But yes, so in the present, Walt thinks 
Farley is making a huge mistake and tells him as much and you know like kind of makes him reconsider his future so he's at the art gallery with Eve and they're walking through apparently he's meant to be volunteering there but I don't see what he's actually doing he's just kind of walking through the (laughs) gallery anyway yes so they're walking through and they're talking about how Farley's 17 and maybe he should you know try it out he's never been away from his parents um it's give it a shot it's the first indication that this might not be serious because well so umbridge she picks up like a piece of art during their walkthrough and and like goes away with it (laughs) (laughs) like and also it, it looks like so kind of like I don't know, tribal like art? a tribal mask type. Yeah, situation. so I'm just like yeah. th- that's probably fairly important. Uh, put it back. But also at the <laughs> end of that song, he's like, and by doing so, we can advance the plot. And I'm just yes, like, yes, 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 yes. I like, oh, they're a little self-aware, I guess. Not, yeah. not bad. So. But it's the it, but it's, this is not, not the scene where we're, yeah. we're not at the point yet. <laughs> we're not hundred percent um, sure yet, because, yeah. like, it's been kind of comedic up to this point. But people are kind of playing it straight at the same time. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm like, is it, it? What's happening? Yeah, so. it doesn't seem at least at least up until this point that anyone's like sort of doing like a wink wink kind of situation where you're like oh they're just hamming it up (laughs) it's just like okay is anyone we're serious here okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. so at the proper ice rink now where the blades are practicing Farley appears and apparently Walt hasn't told the coach that he plans to recruit anyone coach donker so farley shows up and the coach has no idea why he's there and after being told he's one of like walt's um scouted potentials he's not impressed and he tries to dissuade farley from even like seriously considering joining this team because like the last person got really hurt but he allows him to like suit up and get into practice and like see what he can do which mm. he does um a little bit and then he gets knocked out oh i skipped yeah. like a buck 55 which is like their initial meeting but again most of these songs aren't like full songs <laughs> they they sing for yeah. about 30 seconds and that's the song yeah. so forgive me if i might miss some <laughs> in between doing my best here but yes so after Farley is knocked out he comes to in the locker room and I think Donker is also talking to Walt outside as well but they're not seeing eye to eye on the conversation Donker, Coach Donker hopes that um this would have discouraged Farley but Farley is not having it and they mm-hmm. sing craft dinner which it says something about like 
hockey without like, violence. Yeah. It's is, like craft um, dinner without the cheese. Without cheese. It's, yeah. it's still pasta, but, but it's a crowd it won't please. Something, you know, <laughs> s- s- some kind of rhyme there. I don't know. But yeah, he's a he's a pacifist. Farley is, and there's just like you're gonna get yourself killed. So Farley, I'll, because Walt is the owner of the team, the coach can't kick Farley off the team. So as much as he tried to discourage it, he still has to give Farley one game at least, and see yeah. how he does. So the first game arrives. Everyone's there in support of Farley, his parents, and Eve. But before he even gets onto the rink, a fight breaks out with, like, the the opposing team. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, jab, jab, something, something, something. That bit, right? Where they're like... Yeah. It's like uh, choreographed fighting, in quotes, because all fighting is choreographed in movies. But, like, this is, like, little, <laughs> like dance vibes i think like the lyrics are something like jab jab hook something something jab jab hook hook, hook, kidney punch jab jab (laughs) hook kidney punch (laughs) yes uh but yeah i think that's baboons which makes sense but (laughs) harley harley farley gets a chance (laughs) to to show his skills on the ice he manages to score in the previously scoreless game. And all Coach Donker has to say to him when he comes back is like, uh, have you ever heard of passing the puck? And uh, Farley's like, oh, sorry, Coach, I didn't see anyone around. But yeah, Farley is a little popular, but because you see he's now... see Nelly Furtado in pretty much every hockey scene from here on. Yes. By the yes. way, like we see her say at least one line each time. Yes, she does say more, but she's just yeah. excited to be <laughs> there. She's a huge hockey fan. She's like fucking yelling and shit. It's it's yeah, you know, maybe that lot. is true in real life. I don't know. <laughs> sure. But yes, uh, you can see that Farley's a little awkward on interviews. Um, initially, he can't say anything uh, when they're in the locker room. As Farley goes in, Bailey is asked to come out because Bailey's now off the team now that Farley's in because I guess they had a full team before. So mm. he talks to one of the other of the other teammates and he's like, "So what happens to Bailey now?" And he goes into this like a possibility of the future where like Bailey starts putting beer in his cereal and he ends up in like a loveless <laughs> marriage with like two kids and just like regrets everything in his life <laughs> because Farley's here and he's like but you know that might not be true <laughs> I'm just like bro why'd you say that that's so cruel <laughs> like jeez that feels uh, responsible for this guy's bad life uh, it's funny though anyway um, but also, like, it doesn't necessarily seem like this this um, team is particularly successful to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's I like, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they were probably, like, average. Yeah. I mean, they, they sure know how to fight. That's one <laughs> thing. But on the bus heading home from the sports game, you can tell that Farley's parents aren't necessarily pleased 
about it and yeah they they just aren't necessarily happy this is another one of those recity songs this to be honest probably bubbles i think that was like one song ahead on the list i don't know where we are in the song list but i'm just kind of guessing at the names of the songs anywho a sporting agent is watching the news when news of farley comes on he's on his little treadmill doing his thing and he immediately is just like we need to know, find out more about this Farley kid like we need everything we have to get it like he is going to be like our next cash cow like he is gonna be it so Farley continues like, how to- can what does he say like how can we say we know more than God about ice hockey and not know anything about this kid or something like that mm. I was like okay Go off, I guess. Work. So, Farley is meant to go to a practice, but he instead skips the game practice mm-hmm. to go to the soup kitchen that he normally goes to with Eve. So, then we get, I think that's Donker's Dilemma, where it's like he, he doesn't know what to do with this Farley kid like he has a problem with Farley because he's a he's a show pony um and you know he's like scoring huge amounts but he has like he can see like this inherent weakness in him that he doesn't like and he goes and talks to Walt about it but Walt is just not having it because you know they're winning now so he's like whatever issue you have with it get over it or I'll replace you and then he walks into like the trophy case which is why I said it was funny earlier when he was squinting because apparently Walt's legally blind (laughs) unless he's Mm -hmm. wearing his glasses and he wasn't wearing his glasses when he recruited Farley which is a joke Mm -hmm. in the (laughs) in the actual context of the world but yes so Farley is talking about what it's like being on the team to Eve and how like the guys are very much into these like machismo displays like lighting their farts on fire and peeing over the bridge and you know all all the things that Farley doesn't necessarily like to engage in yeah but Eve's very much just like you know you don't have to do that stuff but you can like give yourself over you can like give yourself over to like desires and like wanton fun sometimes so oh there's also like a a a meditation scene yeah that's what's coming right now so farley's a practice and he's like balancing the puck on the end of his stick without really thinking about it and moose comes up and is like how are you doing that um and farley says something about um telling me your meditation level is and moose is confused because what and so it's like can you show me how to do that and so he's like oh yeah sure and then the meditation scene happens where they're like suddenly floating but it's i think it's like a representation of like farley um extending outward 
into the bonding with the team and the team like being accepting of his yeah. more st- strange qualities um, <laughs> and yeah and then we get the song boyfriends <laughs> which I feel they didn't mean it that way but you know yeah. that's what we got <laughs> it's like oompa oompa music just like and then he's like doing all of the stuff that before he was like ew he's one of the boys he's one of the boys now so he meets with this agent who's like putting his like face like showing him like pretend potential promotional stuff that he can do his like face is on a cereal box he's like selling creams and like razors you know all the like generic sports stuff and then oh my stomach wow and then he is like essentially like encouraging farley to sell himself become a sellout farley meanwhile is like recognizing that as he gets further into the sports he's getting further away from eve because he sees eve with marco this italian that she mentioned before who's like helping her prepare for her recital stuff mm-hmm. and yeah they're like skating together at like one of the bigger ice rinks and marco marco after eve introduces um farley is like oh the the regalo the little boy and Farley is like the Italian, but in Italian, I guess it's enough of an, of an accent that um, Marco can tell that he speaks Italian and therefore knew what he called him. Mm. So Marco skates off all dramatically, and Eve and Farley have like a short talk, nothing like extremely significant. But when they're home, Farley. Eve tries to tell Farley that like you're not gonna get me to convince you that Marco and I are together like he's not my type and Farley seems relieved by that and I'm just like bro you have no claim to her (laughs) at all like and like maybe you see her as a sister because that you sing about that later on in the movie and you feel like some kind of protectiveness over her but also Mm -hmm. that's not it and you know it's not it so it's always the this is a sidetrack it's always the case in things like this where it's like you've seen this person forever and ever but as soon as there's like a potential love interest then immediately your brain is just like um actually we like them i was like Mm -hmm. why (laughs) why i don't i'm trying to think if i've ever had particularly that experience I don't think so like yeah no I haven't a lot of the people that I've like liked has just generated from me liking them and not like having been friends forever and then all of a sudden I'm like jealous that they have a girlfriend or whatever so I don't know how real that is, but I'm sure it's real. <laughs> I know it's a, it, it appears a lot in fiction, but like I'm sure it's like a thing. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sure it is a thing. I'm just like it. It kind of like <laughs> denotes to me like a kind of possessiveness that I don't like. Anyway, mm-hmm. 
So Farley is like on TV. He's getting interviewed. You know, like he's becoming like he's modeling underwear, like on a really yeah. large billboard. Like it's. I think it's like, in an interview where they're like, <laughs> he's he's more comfortable now in interviews, and yeah. like in terms of like joking around and stuff. And they ask so, last question, boxers or briefs? And he's like, <laughs> by tomorrow you'll know the answer. Cut to a large ass fucking billboard of him in mm -hmm. like briefs, and it's like, ooh, okay, <laughs> it's huge. It's it's a big, <laughs> it's a big old poster. A lot of people can see it. All right. Like you went from not being able to speak in interviews to like showing your whole body. Um, but yes so the next game comes up like what he's like running circles around this goalie and it's fine but then moose brushes arms with the opposing team and like fight breaks barely out. by the way it's like <laughs> it's like the tiniest of touches between the two of them and they're like how dare you ah! and then like everybody's like fighting all of a sudden so fisticuffs are engaged and the yeah. goalie sees this as his opportunity now to get back one Farley who's been like making him seem like a sieve and Farley seeing this is immediately just like oh no 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 mm. and he nopes out by like just ducking down onto the ice and like hiding his head and yeah. like the goalie is like throwing side punches and trying to get at him but everyone realizes what's happening and everything <laughs> stops and they just so look at this scene like, the guy is like still going like still hitting him and like slowly realizing everything's going quiet what is going on and like i was fooled into thinking at this point that like, um that like everything stopped because they were like dude how can you hit someone who's not fighting back but it was more like dude how can you not fight someone who's hitting you mm -hmm. so like in the locker room farley is like it everyone's disappointed in Farley and he's just like can I argue my point on why I'm a pacifist it's like I just don't think and the coach just kind of laughs out whatever he's gonna say and they're just like when you're on the ice the only rule out there is to defend your honor you know you have to be ready like you can't like duck down and cry about it and Farley's just like rightfully like what does throwing punches have to do with my manhood like that's not and then <laughs> and then Moose and the boys break yes. out Let's into, go. into boy band song let's um, go <laughs> <laughs> yes um, this is the moment by the way where like it finally clicked that like okay we are fully in like satire or like some kind of everybody's aware that <laughs> that we're just having fun and it's not serious at all 
it's the song with the most choreography too it's mm-hmm. it's great yeah it's like and they're kind of uh explaining i guess that like on the like on the hockey ring on the ice or whatever it's it's tough guy time and the moose who's like leading the song is like but also like when i'm away from the boys i'd be crying to the notebook (laughs) (laughs) go off i guess (laughs) but yeah this is literally the time where we both like like we like actually exchange dialogue like oh okay Oh, okay. <laughs> they are being unserious. Great. <laughs> On it's purpose. Like, good, 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 good. I'm like, ah, yes, it's the boy band choreography. <laughs> Thank God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I understand now. Mm-hmm. And then from he- from here on out, it was just like a, a, a much more pleasant viewing experience because it wasn't like full body cringe. But yeah, the essence of the song is essentially saying that as long as Farley refuses to fight, then the other guys won't stand up for him if someone like does like assault him on the ice, because mm-hmm. to them they're he's essentially proving that he's not a team player because he won't defend himself. He's not gonna defend anyone else, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily true, but it kind of is. Um, so the next few hmm. games oh well also on the bus ride home Ian Farley's parents are also disappointed because they're like we don't like all the violence that's breaking out even though you didn't fight like we like we can see like this isn't for you like you should quit the game and Farley gets off the bus and Eve follows him and He's just like, I don't know who's right. It's like the coach is right and the parents are right. Like, I don't know what to do. And Mm -hmm. he's just like, follow your heart. And he's like, the last time I listened to that advice, everything went wrong. Implying it was was her that gave gave him the advice the last time. So he walks away from her. The next few games happen and Farley is getting like the shit kicked out of him because the other players aren't protecting him also they bedazzle his skates and change his laces which mm-hmm. i feel like we're treading we're treading into homophobia territory guys just a little bit mm-hmm. nothing's being said but why would you do that yeah i anyway. mean there is like a comment later that eve makes as well that is a little bit like what? <laughs> um, but I'll I'll say it when it happens. So Farley's being um, not treated well by his teammates, and even his agent is like, "Listen, once you start throwing punches, then we'll start making money again." Like I believe mm-hmm. in you, but you got to do the thing. And so now Farley doesn't know what to do, so he goes to Eve again and he comes to her and he's like oh there's something that i I need to tell tell you or whatever yeah yeah and she's excited because she thinks like oh my god this is it like he's actually gonna like say that he has feelings for me as well something like that yeah and 
it's not that. <laughs> he yeah. he's like he's like you know being a member of the Blades has made me realize how isolated I've been. I mean, which is true, but mm-hmm. also like not what she needs right now. Um, also, he missed her birthday, which was yeah. the day before. Which I'm yeah. like, you've known this girl like your whole life. How do you miss her birthday? And he's like, yeah. oh, I, oh, I, I must have forgotten. And also, he's wearing cologne, which she has an allergy to. Allergy to, yeah. She, I guess like, he oh, forgot that. I don't too. know why I didn't know that or something like that. Or I guess I forgot. Yeah. So he just he just forgets, um, stuff that. I guess he considers not important at the time because he's so focused mm-hmm. on himself now that yeah. he doesn't remember. So he leaves and he sees like these flowers that Marco left um, mm-hmm. for Eve her birthday, and he's just like getting more pissed off about Marco, despite the fact that uh, Eve owes him nothing. So yeah. at the next fight. Um, at the next fight, at the next match, like another guy wants to try to fight with him, and like people can see him like gearing up, and <sighs> Farley's getting angry, but then he like says a quote from Gandhi instead. Mm-hmm. But Farley still has the rage building inside of him, and so when he has like dinner with his parents, they're still being like, Farley, you've made a mistake. We need you to quit yeah, this okay. game. I'm just like, y'all, he's having a hard time right now. But they end Mm -hmm. up singing Ordinary Boy, which is them, like, saying, oh, like, all of this stuff that you're doing is making you just become plain and ordinary. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with being ordinary? Yeah. Like, I understand you want him to have, like, this spiritual journey, but y'all have been having, like, conversations about him without him, and that's been Mm -hmm. pissing him off. So, like, you can't just decide what his life is. Well, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's weird that, like, they fully are not considering that, like, this is is still a 17-year-old. Like, whether or not you've raised him in, like, this intellectualist spiritual environment he is gonna he is gonna seek like friends outside of himself and they are going to be influential in some way because now he's getting to like explore what he wants to do rather than what you want to do and that's bound to change him a little bit and instead of being like supportive and helpful in like helping him navigate this like new experience they're like, no. Why is our son becoming so boring? <laughs> like, what? It's like we raised you yeah. to be extraordinary, not ordinary. But ordinary boy. But yeah, he like then blows up at, at them because like, yeah, <laughs> he's had it now. He's had it at this point. He's like, stop fucking like Jesus Christ! Like you guys have been on me about this hockey thing and i've been having fun even though like there's like some fighting and shit and i don't want to be a part of it but like you guys have not been supportive and so i'm like kind of done with this conversation and like they're like shocked and bewildered and i'm like well what did you expect for real for real <laughs> like so meanwhile um, yeah. 
Eve is practicing with Marco. And Marco is just like complimenting her playing. And then he's oh, like, yes. I've written something for you from the heart. <laughs> um, and then sure. he, <laughs> he starts playing um, the song, which Eve immediately recognizes because her parents danced to it at their wedding. But um, it's someone that goes, Sometimes when we touch, the honesty is too much. And like initially, Marco's like, No, I wrote it. No, just like, bro, that's not even like a, it's not even like a song that not a lot of people know. <laughs> it's a popular song. But even, <laughs> even proceeds to sing it. And of course, at this time is when Farley comes up the stairs to wherever she's practicing he's like at the top of the staircase just like looking into the room and he can see that eve is singing like i want to hold you till the fear in me subsides and marco is just enamored he's just enraptured with her and he gets up and he kisses her and mm. she's just so shocked her mm. hands are just like out she's like doesn't know what to do for a second and Farley mm. leaves before she's reacted properly. So by the time she gets her wits about her, she pushes Marco off and she's like, Marco, what gave you any indication that I wanted you to do that? And he's like, wow, I know, like, baby, like, every time you play, you caress Marco. And she's like, no, that's yeah. not. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, he basically is like, you've been trying to seduce me while you've been playing that cello or whatever. And she's like, Mar? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but he is like super weird because like, don't attack people's lips, people. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but she makes it clear that she is interested in Farley. Like, he's more him than you will ever be. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what, what that means, Eve. <laughs> I really don't understand. <laughs> but Farley now thinks that he's lost Eve to Marco. So he's like mm -hmm. walking through the streets having a lament and he's like, Oh, when did I when did I become so vain looking at his poster that has like all this like writing and graffiti on it now? And he's like, Oh, when did my life become this? And his old like um pickup game friends are like you've always been the boy in the bubble you know but like now you have to like confess what you feel to Eve yeah. uh, to, to the girl that you like and stuff and he's like no I'm pretty sure it's too late for that and they're like boy if you don't get off your ass <laughs> <laughs> do something uh, yeah this is where God. we enter the part of the movie where he's just like depressed <laughs> yeah like he at the end of that song um, we switch into dead and done where he's talking to Eve again and mm. he's like accusing her like initially she asks him what's wrong and he's like oh nothing's wrong and she asks him again he's like you and Marco make a cute couple and she's like I'm not with Marco and he's like I saw you kiss him and she's like I did not forsake my saliva. Uh, <laughs> and, and so 
she's like, I did not forsake my saliva. And she's like, I don't believe you. And then she's like, what does it even matter to you anyway? Which I'm just like, why do you do this? <laughs> just say that he kissed you and you didn't like it. Like, yeah. if after that, he's still like, no, I don't believe you, then sure, but you didn't finish the sentence, my girl. <sighs> <sighs> Miscommunications. <sighs> Annoy me. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, but yeah, Farley, to her, has just become, like, this kind of insens- more insensitive person, like, Mm-hmm. like doesn't believe his best friend forgets her birthday like all of these things it's just like uh the boy i knew was dead and dumb like he's not here anymore the boy you aren't him. i knew was dead and dumb yeah so now i mean far- he has changed a little like significantly but again like i said before like that's bound to happen and like because of the conflict he is so guideless in this entire experience because Mm -hmm. his parents because of the position of his parents and the position of his team and coach and all of those people and like eve has kind of been there for sure but also i don't know like it was never going to be her to guide (laughs) to guide him through this experience even if they're best friends so harley is now i keep calling him harley farley is now (laughs) without eve doesn't have yeah. his parents um his team isn't standing behind him so he's very angry so the next time a fight comes up in the rink he drops his gloves and he uh, he goes he punches the guy it's toe to toe and like everyone in the rink is like so pleased with him his coach is so happy like the team is just mm-hmm. like yeah fuck him up you know like it's happening finally he's part of the team and like his parents are like no (laughs) in the crowd and he just like the the thing inside him that was born because of what he had to do he doesn't like it and so Mm -hmm. even though like in the toe-to-toe song the coach is like oh i'm so happy i could give you a hug and he's just like actually i'm quitting the team i can't do this so he quits the team because he doesn't want to be that person that participates in sports violence but he also knows that he's not going to be respected if he doesn't and so he just gives it up completely which thoroughly depresses him because he likes the sport Mm -hmm. and also he doesn't have his best friend anymore because he believes that she's now seeing someone and he wants to have a non-platonic relationship with her mm. and like everything is reminding him of hockey everywhere uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. so he goes and he after being diagnosed with adolescent malaise yeah after the doctor's like actually your son's depressed check again in two years <laughs> essentially he goes to like the empty rink and like Walter Gretzky father of Wayne Gretzky appears and mm. he's like what's Walter Gretzky doing there and then also Tone, uh, what's his name oh Theo Fleury appears as well he's another uh, 
famous um, hockey player appears mm-hmm. as well and it's just like where are all these people coming from and also <laughs> Thea Fleury sings and tells him you know to thine own self be true yeah, mm-hmm. trying to like encourage him to like choose his heart's desire follow your heart etc etc so he goes to Eve's window and not knowing her window was open throws a snowball inside mm-hmm. and like before anything properly says <laughs> like ask her like lets her know that it's not environmentally friendly to waste all the heat that she is and but she can't turn down her radiator so mm-hmm. they have like a heart-to-heart where they finally confess their feelings to each other in the oh also we missed a scene at some point where he bumps into marco who is sad as well because he was rejected and that's i guess like realizes that like right okay she wasn't lying when she said she didn't like you yeah i think that's before the walter gretzky scene also his parents were like you know we've been especially harsh on you and we were meant to like let you find your inner light and by not letting you have the freedom to pursue hockey if that was your light then Mm -hmm. we have done you such a parenting disservice and we're very sorry about that so his parents apologized so you know like healing stuff is happening but yes so Eve and um, Farley confess their feelings to each other this is like one of the times because he's he sings to her something like like when I began to see you in a more romantic light the feelings that I tried so valiantly to fight. And I'm like, this is like an example of those times where it's just like, it's like, this is such a clunky lyric. And and it's, I don't know, it's just like unnatural. But at the same time, it's one of those like two second songs where it's basically just dialogue, but, or like mini soliloquies and monologues and whatever. But like, it's, it's... Uh, and he's like yeah. at the end I don't remember specifically but he's like oh and one more thing to add to this refrain I've decided to, to pick play up hockey, hockey again <laughs> just like you add that into the love song I get, I get that that was for us but also <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. yeah and this so... is also this is where she says uh, Eve says basically when he, he sort of is like oh yeah I believe you now that you don't like Marco and she's like yeah duh this is in song I think um, mm-hmm. when she's like yeah duh like uh, I only like men who skate in hockey I can't remember exactly what the oh, she line says, is um, I only like men who skate with sticks or something mm-hmm. and that is kind of a callback to when she was skating with Marco and he was doing all of this like fancy, fancy, you know, mm. figure skating stuff. And that's what to me was like, that's also like a, like a very misogynistic thing to say, or like mm-hmm. kind of home, like borderline homophobic thing to say, to be like, um, 
the guys that she likes are more sporty and the like whoever is skating for i don't know outside of sports reasons too too sissy for me essentially that's like the vibe i got from it and i was like why eve we could have said anything else (laughs) anything else yes so farley goes back to the rink um and he's like to the coach i wanna i'm here to rejoin the team and initially the coach doesn't want to give him a chance because he's like you know nothing's changed right like you still need to be violent in this sport and moose stands up and it's like you know after you left we had a heart to heart you know the team and Mm -hmm. you know it was like a good cry session we channeled oprah but Mm -hmm. ultimately we came to the decision that like you still need to be able to like swing for stuff so farley's like well actually maybe if we could try a different way and mm-hmm. they are open to the suggestion so when they go on the rink they're like okay his what are they singing um his name's farley gordon uh something they keep chanting his, his name's farley gordon let's have a clean mm-hmm. game something like that and of course you know like as soon as he's out there the opposing team tries to like check him and he's like back off of me and they're like what are you gonna do about it and he's like okay let's go and he drops the gloves and he gives them a big old tight hug yeah. and the guy's like oh what oh you get stop <laughs> and he's just finally he's like I will let you go if you promise to stop this. Um, and everyone's looking with so much confusion. But eventually, the guy is just like, "Okay, okay, my masculinity, you're robbing me. Okay, I, I can feel my manhood evaporating. Okay, I, I won't make you drop the gloves. Just let me go." So far, he lets him go. <laughs> He's just like flabbergasted. Just like this yeah. is not what I came over here for. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, Farley's like, if any of you want to fight me, just know that I'll hug you eternally or whatever. <laughs> and everyone's like, cool, we'll leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go into our final song. Hockey, hockey, it's the greatest game in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it has a, a bit of choreo in it as well. That's our closing song. Yeah, that's that's the movie. Mm-hmm. Hockey, hockey, the greatest game in the world. And that is the end of the movie. So now let's get into our ratings using our standard rhetoric of five. Starting with music and choreography. Oh my god, so finally, something has choreography. (laughs) It's been so long. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, is it the best choreography in the world? No. Uh, I'm just going to be very clear about that. Uh, but <laughs> it's fun choreography. Um, the two songs that have choreo are um, Pacifist Defense and The Greatest Game in the World. A Pacifist Defense, um, they kind of do a lot of like moves that are, I call it the boy band song because a lot of the moves are reminiscent of a boy band. Yeah. And and it more 90s boy band than these modern age boy bands, you know, where everyone dances like really strongly. No, that's too much. <laughs> but yeah, it's cute. And then in the greatest game in the world, it's more that they're doing 
movements that everyone can do (laughs) together um, at the same time. So, yeah, it's cute. It's cute, Kyoryu. In terms of music, um, so I personally am not necessarily a fan of, like, the, the style of, mm-hmm. like, Rent gets a pass because mm-hmm. Rent, the version of Rent I saw had a lot of stuff cut out of it. So if you hear me talk about Rent more often than not, I'm talking about the version of Rent that I saw initially, not even the version of Rent that I directed, because mm-hmm. that was a trial by fire. So, so... Um, but like the style of like sing talking where they sing talk a lot of stuff that I think should have just been dialogue and Mm -hmm. saved us from having to like go through 21 songs in an hour and a half. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm not about it. So (laughs) I would say for, for music and choreo, I'm going to give them like a, I'm going to give them like a three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a three out of five cellos. Cool. I like I've said before about like the lyrics being the way that they are. Um, like I said, lyrical gymnastics where like they will go to the ends of the earth to try and make a particular rhyme happen that like the the like the grammar and like the choice of words can be really weird and clunky just to make that rhyme work or at least to have this conversation happen in a way and I'm not particularly fond of that either like the sort of it's almost recitative but not really because like it also ends up being like just like like it then has like this like sort of wandering melody I guess that doesn't have anything to like hold on to and it doesn't we don't have a refrain we don't have something to be like okay this is the song you know it's just like going through a conversation and that's it and we don't ever like get to tie it back into anyways this is the theme of the song you know and that's you know a choice and it works, I guess, for this in that they're, it's not meant to be taken as seriously as some other like musicals that do it. So I, you know, good for them, I guess. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes it is like, because I'm thinking now, like the movies that we have covered that are like the same length, but have like 2% of songs um, in comparison to this, they at least i think what these those movies achieve is that they get like solid songs like so not Uh just in terms of like structure but like genuinely like we're trying to write a good song song and here we have very few of few actual songs and that's kind of like you know here and there about it i guess but obviously like i said before uh, the boy band song is my song. <laughs> the boy band <laughs> song is so fun. 
Um, and that's where like most of the choreo comes in and that's so cute and fun and um, I like that uh, and you know I also just want to say like Noah Reed I, I do appreciate him as you know a singer so go off um, <laughs> and I concur I give I give it a three I give it three cellos as well yeah. Cool. So next is story. Um, it's a simple story. It's a little fast moving. I feel like it, it takes place over like several weeks, um, which I guess is kind of reflected in the real world where people can like blow up like relatively fast. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw with Corn Kid. Like, just real fast, just very popular all of a sudden. Um, which I guess is what ha. You don't know the corn? Oh, we're gonna have a discussion after this podcast. Um, (laughs) so yeah, oh, yeah, that's right, because you aren't on TikTok anymore. Oh my god, okay, Mm -hmm. after, (laughs) after. So, yes, people blow up really quickly, and I guess it's like telling a story of how you could come from like if you if you come from like a very sheltered life like a lot of fame and popularity it can like go to your head and like how fame sometimes changes people and stuff like that um but also it's just happening like very swiftly and in this specific community which like i guess has some bearing on the real world because i guess hockey is like very popular in in canada um (laughs) I guess I know like they had Wayne Gretzky light the Olympic torch at one time so I guess hockey is very popular everything was told in a fairly like succinct manner like I don't really have problems with the plot in in of itself I I have more issues with the song than the plot so um I'd say for the plot I'll give it like a four four out of five um hockey pucks nice I laughed at your, I guess, hockey is popular in Canada because, like, yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah. I just, I think when I, when I said that, I meant, like, oh, yeah. so you know how, like, in England, football is life. Like, sure. like yeah. the, the, one of the primes. I just don't know if, the, if hockey is like that in Canada. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna mm-hmm. assume yes by the way that you <laughs> okay <laughs> all right I got it now I got the scope um but yeah I think the story was well told I think like I feel like I, I don't want to say realistic per se because like I don't fucking know but um I think it's it's plausible I guess is what I'm trying to say um that like this 17 year old who up until now had like one friend and then like a couple of neighborhood people that he played hockey with and like his parents watching over him at like every single moment um like finally branching out a little bit and like having that be such a tumultuous experience because like it's so much that's happening so fast and having to adjust to all of that while also having to navigate the friction between him and the people who actually don't want him to do it and the people who 
do want him to do it, but want him to do it on their terms and stuff like that. I feel like it's it's fairly like I you know uh, as a story it works really well um, and it's told reasonably well. Yeah, four sounds reasonable to me as well. So four hockey pucks from me too. Cool. And now, finally, overall enjoyment. The experience (laughs) was significantly better this time around (laughs) than it was upon initial viewing, however many years ago. Just wow. Um, So, like, if when you if you watch it, you have to like go in with the knowledge that this is satire. No matter like how calm it seems. (laughs) It's a lie. <laughs> They're mulling you in with a false sense of security. This is not true. <laughs> it's not true. Don't believe it. Because you're either gonna be completely dumbfounded or like disappointed. And I don't want you to experience that. It's a joke. It's all a joke. Um So saying that, um, I think I enjoyed it uh, a great deal, actually. Um, again, there are still like styles of um, singing that I don't like, but mm. overall, it, it was a fun experience. So I am going to give it like a 4.25. See, now, before I give this rating, it's kind yeah. of, I kind of, it's kind of making me want to rewatch, rewatch Stage Fright. Because I feel mm. like. Stage fright got a bad deal, and I know we don't speak of it. <laughs> I know we don't speak of it, yeah. Um, and like it's cursed and everything and whatnot. But <laughs> yeah, I feel like we need to go back in to stage fright one more time and like give it like a, a better chance. Mm-hmm. Okay. One day, um, but for right <laughs> now, four point two five underwear posters. Cool. Um, yeah, it was significant. It was like a huge amount of like difference between watching it the first time and watching it this time. Like genuinely, I was like, all of the things that initially made me go were like pretty funny and like in context of knowing that like this is an unserious movie for real for real so like i i enjoyed it a lot more in its entirety this time whereas before i only got to enjoy like the last half because up until that point it was it was a a journey (laughs) so um but like i don't know yes i still I, i enjoyed it quite a lot and um in terms of stage fright, aka <laughs> the movie that she'll not be named, sure. I mean, I guess I think my biggest problem with it, I I don't remember that well, to be honest. But like, I think my biggest problem with it was music-wise, um, that like soured everything for me. I think, I think, I know I gave it practically nothing of a score, probably, um, which in ter- in retrospect given a different movie that we watched that we both hated um, <laughs> is like it's like a little bit it's 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 better than that a little bit you know so like sure whatever we'll give, we can give it a chance at some point um and see if it 
can be redeemed uh, <laughs> with our new perspective and having seen at this point like a billion movies in comparison because at that time all we'd seen was like maybe five or six movies and mm -hmm. all of them were like pretty like well vetted musicals like we went into them fairly safe and secure in like what we were getting yeah and so like this was a bit of a curveball like stage fright was a bit of a curveball um but we've se since seen quite a lot of a variety of quality that like yeah it's plausible <laughs> like I, I may change my mind and may give it a better score um, I mean, I probably will give it a better score because, um, again, we rated it lower than a, a we rated it equal to a movie that we both hate. So, like, I'm pretty sure it's better than that. So, yeah, I guess watch the space question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, but anyways, <laughs> <laughs> to conclude my rating, I will give it um, 4.25. I am with you all the way this time as well. So nice. 4.25 posters of nowhere read in underwear um anyways <laughs> that's so obsession to prep you i'm this is lyrically as probably as clunky as this movie's <laughs> lyrics so let's go um obsessions obsessions some musical tea that fills us with glee obsessions obsessions theater and more of what we adore and that is actually the the tune of like what i would assume is the refrain of the boy band song so um misleadingly i use the word glee we're not going to be talking about Lee michelle um but we are talking about things that we liked and enjoyed through musical theater theater etc that yeah in the past however long since we last did this and uh my one and only thing that i'm going to be talking about <laughs> is um the trailer for the little mermaid starring halle bailey um as ariel has come out and she looks good in it and she sounds good in it and i'm very excited so so excited uh to see her I don't know, dominate this role. I'm, I'm very, very, very excited. Because, like, her voice has that, like, like, classic, classical vibe, mm -hmm. for lack of a better, like, term, I guess. Um, and, like, I don't know. It, it fits very well with the whole, like, Disney princess situation. Um, and also, I love that her hair is, like like just her dreads red you know um mm -hmm. so that's awesome um and i'm very excited about that also actually this is not really me talking about an obsession but like it just clicked in my head um you're gonna roll your eyes uh there's a new barbie movie and and wait 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 hang on hang on wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> It is very relevant. To, oh my god, like, of course there is a for... new Barbie movie. Okay. Alright, let's go. Just that th not just that there's a new Barbie movie, it's a mermaid movie 
and Brooklyn Barbie is also there. So Black Mermaid, that's where it came from. That's where my brain went. Um, but it also, it seems like she has like a weave or a wig in that situation, even though like she normally has braids and pretty much everything else that we've seen of her um, up until this point. But like as a mermaid, she has like the same or similar hair texture to what Barbie Barbie Malibu has. So anyways, that's that's what came to my mind. I wasn't planning on talking about it at all. Uh, <laughs> but here we are. So I guess it's an obsession, too. I haven't seen it yet, though. So, you know, asterisk. <laughs> that's all I have to say. God, um, <laughs> I guess for my bit, um, I so there's a musical called Ride the Cyclone. Um, it is about these kids who um, were in a choir that on a roller coaster, and the roller coaster derailed and killed them, and they are in the afterlife, um, and they are trying to figure out which of them deserves to go back to life because only one of them can um it's an hour and a half musical there is a um cast recording available and a, a disclaimer while i do not uh, support the illegal recording of uh, musicals uh it, it exists and I watched it and it was great like the visuals um, I'm sure that if you go on YouTube I don't know if you'll still find like the full musical by the time this is out because sometimes things get taken down but the Ballad of Jane Doe if you can watch it it's just I really love what they did with um, like the staging and just like the mechanicals like she's floating in the air people it's real good so yeah if 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 you see anything from ride the cyclone see that um and yeah that's it's an actual interest <laughs> and not just news nice i was also gonna i gonna point out that uh if you do want to watch score a hawking school it is also actually on youtube so very very accessible so that does bring us to the end <laughs> of the episode and yeah if you want to see any of your our, our obsessions uh what we can link or whatever it is in our tumblr gonna be on our tumblr um which is tell me more tell me more podcast.tumblr.com we have an instagram and a twitter at tmm tmm podcast we have an email Tell me more, tell me more podcast at gmail.com. And we have playlists for every, for, we have playlists of the songs that we like from all the movies that we watch, so long as the cast recording or whatever uh, soundtrack is on Spotify. Uh, so if you go onto Spotify and you go to TMM, TMM podcast, the profile and not the podcast itself, you will find a playlist for every year that this podcast has existed. And um, yeah that yeah that's it <laughs> so we will be back with another surprisingly ice sport related <laughs> um, musical and not in english so that will be fun hope to see you there thank you for listening 
for Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I am your host. I was your host, Leah. I have been your host, Leah. <laughs> I'm still your host, Adicia. Great. Uh, bye. Goodbye.